A sermon on Isaiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, for Kramer Chapel, preached on July 9, 2020. In chapter 1, Isaiah saw a vision. Here in chapter 2, Isaiah sees a word. It's an unusual construction. Most of the time, prophets describe the vision that they saw, or they open with, The word of the Lord came to. But in chapter 2, Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw a word concerning Judah and Jerusalem. A word isn't something that is usually seen, but for the people of the New Testament, is it so strange for a word to be a tangible thing, or even a person? And this is the word that Isaiah saw. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and shall be lifted up above the hills, and all the nations shall flow to it. There is a stark contrast between Isaiah's first chapter, in which he lays out the wickedness of Judah and Jerusalem, and these first five verses of chapter 2 where he describes the future of Mount Zion. Isaiah puts these events in the latter days, and thus the saying is eschatological. It is the future that Zion may look forward to, the future brought about by the Lord. And what a future it is. It begins with the image of Mount Zion being lifted up as the highest mountain. This is not simply a topographical statement, mind you, but a theological one. The mountains are often seen as places where humans may have an encounter with the divine, even in the false religions. For example, Westerners are perhaps most familiar with Olympus of the Greeks. The elevation of Zion as the highest mountain therefore demonstrates the elevation of the house of God above all the world and above all the false gods of the high places. It is a visual rebuke of the idolatry which had become rampant among the people of Judah, against whom Isaiah prophesies. The mountain of the house of the Lord is the highest mountain and its God is the only true God. It will be lifted up above the hills and will be the center of the world. Its height emphasizes the fact that this will be the place where God will meet with man. The prophet states in terms that can readily be understood something we find emphasized throughout the visions of the New Jerusalem. God will be there. Once God met with man on Sinai, but in the latter days, he will meet with him on Zion, and all the nations shall flow to it. Here is yet another striking visual image. The nations, the Gentiles, flow like a river, but they flow uphill. They are drawn up to Zion, pulled upward by a kind of divine magnetism, going up to Jerusalem. The important thing about Zion is her reputation as the dwelling place of the Lord. It is God's house, the temple, which stands out on the mountain of the house of the Lord. The supremacy of Zion has nothing to do with Israel or Judah, their kings or leaders. Purely because God is there, Zion attracts the nations. And the people who go there know this. They say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the house of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law 
and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. The ways that Israel rejected, the paths that they refused to walk shall be taught to the nations. They come to learn from God. They learn from God because it is from Zion that goes forth the Torah, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. It issues forth from the mountain of the house of the Lord. The end result, then, of this instruction is twofold. There is justice and there is peace. This is visualized in the form of the Lord settling once and for all the disputes among the nations and the conver conversion of swords and spears into plowshares and pruning hooks. The tools of death are transformed into implements of life, used in drawing life-sustaining sustenance from the ground of God's creation. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You notice that all of this is accomplished by the word of the Lord, by the word of Yahweh. It is the Torah, the word of the Lord which goes out from Zion, from Jerusalem, and enlightens the nations. It is the word of the Lord which renders justice and brings peace. This is the word that Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. It is a strange thing to see a word, but the word of the Lord became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. What is that word of God which goes out from Zion but the Son of God himself? What is that word which instructs the nation, which renders justice, which brings peace? Is it not Jesus Christ? Justice is rendered by the blood of Christ which makes full atonement for the sin of the world, the perfect lamb slaughtered for the guilt of all. The Prince of Peace brings peace among the nations, peace between neighbors, because he has brought peace between God and man. The tools of death by which the Word incarnate was crucified have become the implements of life, drawing us from the ground of the grave as we are given a resurrection like Jesus' own resurrection. Therefore the mountain of the house of the Lord is the most important mountain, the most important location in all of God's creation, because God is there because he sent out his word to become incarnate, to live for you, to die for you, to teach you his ways and show you his paths, to draw you to himself. And so we flow to him as those who have been called by the gospel. God once met with man on Sinai, for the law was given through Moses. Now he wants to meet with you on Zion, for grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. As the nations that flow up to the house of the Lord, the word that Isaiah saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem is a word which concerns you as well. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Amen.